Hi, welcome to Sports Kathi. I'm Rohit here and with me is Vaishak. Hi everyone. There have been a lot of transfers that have happened recently. Uh Chelsea's ambitious move for Warner has made the Chelsea fans excited. The swap deal between Arthur and Pjanic has got people puzzled. Inter has had its spot on with Hakimi while Dortmund signed uh, Munir as their replacement uh, right back. Bayern has done some business with Neubel uh Tangwi Kose and the awaited transfer of Leroy Sané from Manchester City. I'm waiting to hear more on the Jadon Sancho and Kai Havertz uh, transfers. Really anxious to see whether they will be coming to Premier League and especially Sancho to United. Anyways, let's have a separate session to talk about how the clubs would tactically evolve with their new players or loss of their star players. Today let's get back to Barcelona Juventus swap deal of Arthur and Pjanic. I understand that there's a huge amount of money involved in it. Uh but Vaisha what do you make of this? Yeah, I mean as you said I I'm also quite excited to actually talk about the Bayern business and how the transfers will move around. You know, Neubel, Tango Kwasi, Leroy Sané, some problematic and some exciting transfers uh happening around in Bayern, but as you said let's keep that for a different uh session. So right now let's get to Arthur and Pjanic. uh you know i actually have you know i am finding it very hard to make sense of the money involved you know like it's 72 million for arthur and 60 million for pjanic let's look at it this like a swap deal neglecting additional payments you can say juventus basically played 12 million to barcelona to swap arthur for pjanic pjanic is 30 years old and there is hardly a chance he will improve over his current performance well arthur is 23 years old and he can still keep improving because the two players are at their uh, wrong ends of the career so it would be better to look at the stats of the current season and what in short term what are the differences they will bring the both are good passers of the ball they are decent in the defense as well so like arthur if you look at their uh, current season statistics you see arthur is involved in 0.4 key passes for 90 minutes Well, Pjanic is way ahead with 1.4 key passes, and uh, I have to say neither of these numbers are exceptional. On the other hand, with 1.5 dribbles per 90 minutes, Arthur allows to keep the ball way over Pjanic, uh, who you know stands at 0.5 dribbles per 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. Arthur also gets dispossessed 0.9 times uh, per 90 minutes, while if you look at Pjanic, it is only 0.5 times. when you look at the two numbers arthur dribbles more than pjanic it's not much of an advantage uh, because he gets dispossessed as well uh, now the contrasting difference between pjanic and arthur is their defensive capabilities because pjanic is mainly a central defensive midfielder while arthur is a central midfielder so pjanic puts in a decent amount of 2.8 tackles and interception per 90 minutes well arthur's defensive contribution is very meager it's just 1.0 tackles and interception for 90 minutes as you say these are i get the feeling of two mediocre players and so you're absolutely right to say it uh, it would be hard to justify their transfer prices it, it would be better to look at you know as you said the 12 million price gap or the exchange which uh, they have to make between the transfers anyways on the current form pjanic still looks like a better player than arthur I do find Pjanic as well-rounded figures in all aspects from what you have shown a midfielder who can handle both attack and defense effectively 
that is something rare these days um anyways uh, having said that his numbers are not great at anything i am a bit surprised because i remember pianist name being discussed among top 10 cdms in the world and sometimes even in the top 5 a couple of years ago Uh, yeah, I mean, Pjanic always had a well-rounded game, so he was not exceptional at anything. But his numbers were slightly better in all aspects a couple of years ago. So, like, he had the all-round ability to run the show at midfield and was surely the top ten CDMs in the world, and I think even arguably the top five CDMs in the world three years ago. But he looks to be on a decline right now. That's why his numbers are a bit low. Uh, let me also add, you know, he's just thirty. This decline need not be permanent. he might get back to somewhere near his old numbers uh, sometime in the future i know uh, i said tanish is a better player than arthur currently and yet uh, juventus paid 12 million to barcelona for the swap uh, yeah but as you just mentioned the career of a 23 year old and a 30 year old uh, are on two different trajectories so juventus should be happy to have shipped an aging midfielder to get decent replacement at a net amount of 12 million juventus do have a lot of old players in their midfield like matuidi kadira ramse and others so that way juventus did slightly benefit from the transfer right oh yeah i mean now that is clearly one point where juventus has benefited replacing an aging old player with a younger one but on the other hand barcelona are equally bad as juventus on this aspect now if you look at the two squads there are 14 players who have played more than 1500 minutes for barcelona this season while if you look at the same thing for juventus it is 13 players because they have a far uh, you know largest deeper squad out of this 14 for barcelona seven players are above 30 while arthur is the only player apart from longley who is below 25 and and out of the 13 for juventus it is the same third seven above 30 and two below 25 and one 25 year old uh, and if you look at you know the players with most performance in the list panic is third most for juventus while arthur is the last he is 14 so panic is a bit more important for juventus than arthur is for barcelona what about tactical advantages to either of these teams who fits the plan better uh, that's a bit tricky you know uh, i do not see much of a point here to as uh, much of a good point over here because arthur as you saw he favors the dribbling game while pianic prefers to find the right passing lane so in that way pianic is not tactically the player that would suit barcelona central midfield like a player who would keep dribbling who would keep the ball and uh, you know go on to play that position dominating game if you play pianic as a cdm barcelona all is already well equipped with sergio busquets so barcelona might need to change to a double pivot if they have to you know accommodate both sergio busquets and pianic in the same playing level and i don't think that arrangement is a good news for luke diong who is looking to be a permanent in the playing level of barcelona now as far as juventus is concerned ua have lot of central midfielders like in kedira matuidi ramse rabio uh, and uh, if not for uh, pianic what whom they play as central defensive midfielder is benton kur but even bentancur is more of a central midfielder than central mid- defensive midfielder so now what they have managed to do is that they lost their main central defensive midfielder and they are filled with central midfielders so like if this means juventus is becoming favorite to get sandro tonali then well and good like for people who don't know sandro tonali is a 20 year old cdm uh, he plays for brescia and the rumor suggests that inter milan is favorite to get him 
but as I said, things can change now. UA can become favorites to get Tonali, and then well and good. But if that doesn't happen, just considering this alone, like this transfer clearly puts Juventus squad out of balance. So to summarize, the good thing about transfer for Juventus is replacing an old player with a young one. Well, Barcelona is earning 12 million despite getting a slightly better player in the squad. Apart from that, I can keep going on and on and on and on today on why this is a bad transfer. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, as we keep speaking about Barcelona, uh, one quick query on Messi. Uh, Messi has refused to extend his contract, is what I'm hearing. And obviously, these are rumors. Uh, and his contract is supposed to end in 2021. So, if I'm right, you are of the opinion that it's better for both Barcelona and Messi that they part ways this summer, right? Oh, that is right. I do understand the emotional connection between Barcelona fans and Messi and for Messi, you know, what the Barcelona club means to him. But I am just looking at it from a long-term point of view. Let's keep the emotions aside for the time being. So, you know, what my opinion is that it is high time Barcelona start their process of rebuilding. Today, we are talking about players above the age of 30. But in two years, you know, if that same Barcelona squad will be talking about players of the age of 32. You know, that is the seriousness of the issue if this transition is not addressed. Taking into consideration that Barcelona as a club is in loss, from a financial point of view, it makes sense to get rid of players earning huge wages, you know. Like, Barcelona must be easily getting around 150 million if Messi is in the market and they can save a lot on wages as well by this sale. So, you know, the sale of Messi can pave way to invest in a few upcoming stars. I mean, the likes of, you know, Jaden Sancho can be brought to Barcelona. From a footballing perspective, I think, you know, Barcelona is over-dependent on Messi and I feel Messi plays better as a team player, you know. Uh, so, the important point over here is that Messi is entering the final years of his prime and he will be performing better as a team player in a functioning system. Manchester United has a functioning system right now. And definitely, I would love to see uh, Messi at United. It will help develop the young players that we have also. But I think, uh, I'm guessing he would be going to City and that's more probable, I believe, than United. Right? Uh, maybe, you know... I would put Juventus, Manchester City, PSG as a suitable clubs, and United or Inter are good shouts as well. But I don't want to take the discussion in that direction. You know, I, I don't think it is about the club that Messi would move on to. It is about, you know, what the respective clubs accept the idea of Messi. How do they take Messi into the team? So, from a footballing perspective, Barcelona is clearly at a loss without Messi. Even if we can argue that Messi would have played better in a functioning system, he's still a big player to lose. So I started the point saying footballing perspective. So let me make it clear. I am not saying that Barcelona will improve without Messi. Messi might improve, but Barcelona surely not improve with, with Messi leaving. You know, So this is more of a team culture aspect for Barcelona, what I'm trying to say. The, the Barcelona board, the coaches, they have made many bad decisions in the past 3-4 years and Messi has been highly vocal about their mistakes. Now, there is no denying Messi is not an outspoken person. And most of the times when Messi is speaking against the board, he's addressing a very valid point. Uh, however, this culture of disrespecting the board, you know, it can transcend into other players and that does not help the team to function emotionally. Which is why I think it is highly important that Barcelona let go Messi before that culture gets inflicted into the whole team. I don't know if you have seen, you know, if you, I think it is in the last week or something, there was a match and during the drinks break, Messi was seen ignoring the coaching staff and he even walked off the team talk. 
the staff were you know actually trying to pass some instruction to the whole place and he walked off it so this is a classic example i don't think barcelona can afford to have that that's true that's really true uh, and anyways i heard about uh, chavi coming uh, as uh, a coach to barcelona uh, so i think maybe he can stabilize their dressing room yeah i mean chavi is a very senior player so but you know he returning as a coach to barcelona can get delayed so he personally thinks that he would need to develop a bit more elsewhere before he takes a job in barcelona and i think his contract situation is a bit tricky as well so so to summarize my opinion is that barcelona starts their focus on the transition invest on young prospects sell the old stars you know earning huge wages and uh, you know so you cut off the wages and then they plan for reaching a good team in 2 to 3 years so like in the sense they have to work on developing a team from the scratch the more they delay this transition you know it actually eventually becomes inevitable to make the transition and also like it becomes more and more difficult to do it true um, that's well explained there uh, vaishak and anyways coming to messi i really hope uh, you know he comes on comes into pl as a premier league fan I think you had mentioned in our private conversation that you do not think it would happen, but you see both parties benefiting from it, and now it becomes clearer to me. Anyways, uh, let's conclude the podcast here for now and see what happens in the transfer window. To our viewers, please let us know your opinions about the transfer business in Barcelona and Juventus, and your thoughts on what lies ahead for them. More importantly, what lies ahead for Barcelona and Messi. Please give us a like if you like our views and share it with your friends. And I know all of you have subscribed, but if there is anyone who has not, give that subscription button a hard press. That's all from us. Until next time, stay safe.